Welcome to the Backrooms Podcast. Have you ever played an open world title? That was rhetorical. Don't even answer that. I already know that you have. You want to know why? I'm in your fucking mind. From RPGs like Cyberpunk and Fallout to third-person action adventures like Grand Theft Auto and Elden Ring, even first-person shooters like Halo Infinite are hopping on board the trend of open-world level design. But is this a good or a bad thing? Today, the boys discuss some of their favorite open-world experiences and what they succeed and fail at. Sit back, relax, pull out your world map, and navigate your way into the next room. We'll be waiting. <laughs> I like your funny words, Magic Man. <laughs> I like your funny words, Magic Man. <laughs> I can live off of multivitamins and chicken stock for the rest of my life. Welcome to the fucking back rooms. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Realistically, though, like if if I had <laughs> how many scoops? Two, please. <laughs> Welcome to the back room. <laughs> I'd say realistically, though, like rest of my life, like I'm not the biggest eater, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Like if I could just live off of multivitamins my whole life, I'd be content. So they taste pretty good. Well, no, some of them are, not... but like, yeah. You're not gonna like, have a good just, time. I could live off just men, gummy men's one a day vitamins. You know? Do you do you do you, do you chew the do you get the chewable ones or do you get like the dinosaur shaped ones? So I get the, I get the I get, gummies. I get, hey, the, I, get the gummies. I get the pill ones that you you swallow and then I just I chew that. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about open world video games and the concept of an open world video game. <laughs> Straight to the point, though, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what is an open world video game? It's a game with an open world. In what the words of Donkey, will you create an open world game or maybe an open world game? Yeah, <laughs> every game is open world these days, isn't it? Yes. So that, that that's kind of why we're here. Tetris, right? Pac Man. So here's a question: Is Pac Man an open <laughs> clash of clans? <laughs> uh, no. In all seriousness, it seems as if over the past few years, a lot of games have gone to a more open world-esque kind of layout um i know brian for you uh you wanted to talk very heavily about yes uh, uh, raid shadow legends no (laughs) (laughs) is that an open world game no (laughs) no but cyberpunk is cyberpunk is yeah this fucking beast of a game i don't even know where to start with this today to, to preface but, your experience is post 1.5 patch where they added a lot of content correct. and optimizations and things correct. so correct uh, clean slate kind of experience of the game so, right so i feel like i'm not i wouldn't be adding anything to the conversation if i if i dragged cyberpunk through the mud anymore i, I don't think there's anything i could say that hasn't already been said um, so I, I would genuinely like to give this game some praise because I do think it does deserve a fair amount. Um, it's it's not a perfect game. It's definitely not. But, you know, despite the poor launch that it had, I do think it has a lot to offer. I have been playing it for a little over a week. A little over a week. Has it really only been a week? Because <clears throat> you were talking about it last episode. Yeah, but I didn't buy it right away. I was playing oh. that free trial, so I I went. I eventually did cave and I bought it because it was on sale. Um, and so one of the the main things I took away from it is it it is it's actually one of the most immersive open world games I've ever played. Um, 
in room two, I said that Skyrim looks as good as it can for what the game itself is. No. That was 2021. All right. <laughs> this is 2022. Right. We're living in the future now. Well, welcome, welcome, to, welcome to the future, Brian. Welcome to 2077. All right. This game looks good the future looks... is now old man <laughs> <laughs> this game looks really good um yeah you sent us pictures and i'm looking through them right now yeah i i went i basically went and i went around to like a bunch of the different districts in the game and i took a bunch of different um pictures from different areas to kind of show the the massive variety in locations that there actually is in this game um yeah la, 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 la. yeah they look <laughs> so, pretty cool it, it, looks, it's, it has, it has mm-hmm. a very distinct style. I think that also aids in your perception of it. Like yes. that it looks really cool. Wait, is this a fake tree? Like a fake? Well, I know, I know. That Are you looking at the the blossom the one? Blossom? Yes. But like I know, it's I know a it's a video. I know it's a video game. But yeah, no, no, no. It's like the leaves are like holographic. It's it's really That's interesting. Cool. So one of the 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 main things about this game, first of all, I'm biased because the whole game kind of has that like synth wave well, like all, that's all 80s point, yeah. neon kind of vibe to it which i am a sucker for i love that um but aside from just the environments there is a whole culture created around this game um and that comes down to a lot of the advertisements that you'll see on billboards and stuff the behavior of a lot of npcs the lingo that characters use when you're interacting with them like they have a lot of their own um, like slurs and abbreviations for things. Like, mm. um, I wrote a couple of them down. I have it. Um, <clears throat> where is it? Choom, choom, choom is kind of like I don't know, street rat or hood rat, you know, kind of thing like that. Interesting. Um, preem is like primo piatto. Yeah, like preem. Like, oh, that's awesome. That's preem. Um, premium. Eddies. Premium. Eddies is like the lingo for like currency. Oh god. Because they're. They don't use U.S. dollars; they use Euro dollars, <clears throat> okay. so they call them eddies. Wait, what? What country does this take place? America. It is America. It is America. Yes, okay. um, but it's this like dystopian, of course, yeah. kind of um, take, and everything's a dystopian in video games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it it has such a unique aesthetic, and this game is the most fun I have ever had. Simply walking from point to point just exploring the world. I actually spend more time walking around on foot than I do driving around or fast traveling because I I get I just get so mesmerized by the different environments and mm-hmm. just this this extremely unique open world that I haven't seen in any other game before. Right. There's an immense amount of verticality that I found in this world that you don't see in a lot of other open world titles. And what I mean by that is Let's say you're walking down the sub uh you're walking down the sidewalk and now there's an overpass that you can walk up that'll take you either sometimes it'll be um you know just to get you to the other side of the street or there'll be like a subway that you can go through sometimes there's like sub level markets yeah. that you can walk through so like here's here's the road here's the sidewalk there's a staircase that leads down and there's like an entire marketplace that feel, you can explore there but- some of the buildings have like four, five, six plus stories that right. you can use the elevators to climb, to, to traverse. So is it just like a more advanced GTA world? Because I, I remember there being limited because it's GTA, but I remember in more of the urban centers of the, or the more urban areas of the GTA world, especially GTA 
five. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go up and down a lot of, not a lot, but a handful of skyscrapers in certain areas, e- even though all the floors were identical and there was nothing really going on in all the floors, you could still at least go up and down them, you know? So, so is it just like a, 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 this is what that next step is? So the, the the difference, I think, is because when when you're in Grand Theft Auto, like are you talking about like the apartments and stuff that you can yeah. go into? So the difference is with that, you're really kind of like walking through a doorway and it will load in a new environment. So you're not a, you're not really like not even the apartments, actually. I'm just talking like <clears throat> there's like only less than even a handful of yeah. what you're discussing. Yeah. Buildings that you can actually enter. Without the use of, of like, a load, a load screen, screen that's right. technically teleporting you to, like, a separate game environment. Yeah. You know? Okay. So the difference between this is, like, you can call an elevator and then walk up to the buttons and then say, okay, take me to floor five. And then the elevator will actually bring you up there. No load screens whatsoever. So how do It'll how- take you up, like, six floors. And then there's, like, all this other stuff that, that could right. be, like, a gun vendor up there that you can buy from and all kinds of other things that you can do on each floor. Now here's a question for Justin. So I know you since you've never played the game. I don't know if you'll know the answer, but I know a lot of. Game... I played a bit of the game, but not a ton. And when it first released, in, so. in an instance like that, I know a lot of game devs can hide the loading screen, so it's like bringing you to another game environment. Mm-hmm. How do we know it's not just that? Because you have full control. You have full autonomous control over your character right. the entire way. It's not like you're losing control of your character while you're riding up the elevator. You can like. You can walk over to the corner and look out the window and watch yourself rising up, you know, to mm. that to that next floor. Okay. So and there's even some of them have like TVs in the elevators. Oh. So I, if looking at it's a very animated world. It's extreme. Yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. animated. W- would cyberpunk be able to be what it is without such level of detail in the animation or it it's what kind of gives I think it that its is identity. kind of what helps it stand out. Okay, um, because as it stands, it's it's not doing anything. Like the mechanics of the game is not really something that you haven't seen before. Um, it it is extremely dialogue heavy. You know, there are those elements of combat and and quick hacks and all that kind of stuff that you can use. But a lot of the game is really dialogue driven, where you're just communicating with other characters and. And it does it really well. I genuinely have cared about a lot of the characters that I've interacted with so far. Mm. And I'm not going to spoil anything. Right. But, you know, things happen that... As they do. As they do. <laughs> and <laughs> life goes on. It, it can be a pretty affecting at times. It can be pretty moving. I think the game does... The game nails um, that element of humanity between the characters, I think. Which is they funny. don't they don't just feel like robot ironically. Hey, yeah, they don't feel say, like robots. Like, <laughs> half these people are majorly synthetic well, to some degree. So well, that's that, just that, it. That leads into when I, are we in a simulation? So I said cyber psycho attacks. A huge element of the culture in this game is the emphasis on body manipulation, where you're living in the future now where cybernetic implants are mainstream now everybody's walking around with like robotic attachments to their arms or neural interfaces so you can you can go up to these places called ripper docks where you can buy implants and all that kind of stuff you can buy an operating system (laughs) for your for your interface it's it's really cool i'm just imagining downloading windows into my my head 
Yeah, right. But they don't <laughs> shy screen. away. They Blue don't screen. shy away from like the realities of how how would that play out? Like, what is the ramifications well, of plugging a computer into your brain? Right. People can hack into you. That happens. There are people called net runners that run around, and feel, they're essentially just hackers. I feel really. like we're getting, that's what they call them. I feel like we're getting a little little in the in the woods here. I I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. I know. I know. <laughs> There's like so much lingo with this game. Um. Like it sounds like a fucking Dark it's, Souls. It's deep, but that just goes to show how immersive I, how immersed I've actually been right. in this game that Especially, I can ramble off about all these yeah. different elements Besides of the world. Besides the story elements, mm-hmm. how does the open world aspect play into your level of immersion and engagement, and how you choose to play the game? Like the question I would ask is, does it benefit by being an open world, or would it be better being just a linear story mode game? Like so, um. One thing I have found, and I, mm. as much as I do enjoy exploring this open world, what frustrates me is that this is an RPG. This is a role-playing game. And as that stands, you will occasionally run into encounters. Let's say you're just out exploring the world. You will sometimes run into encounters that you don't have high enough gear for. Oh, like Division. So, right, like Division. And you will just get steamrolled very quickly by some of these enemies. And... That is frustrating because it's like, well, then why make this an open world? Why let me roam around and explore all these different areas if I'm technically not supposed to be here? Well, that doesn't... It's not... Just because something is open world doesn't mean everything is accessible from the moment that you start the game. Yeah. It's not from the moment you start the game. The The first like hour or so of the game actually locks you into the first island or so. But from that, after a certain mission, the whole map opens up. And it's any player's first inclination upon being dropped into a new open world is to explore the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Not always, but I get what you're saying. I get where you're going. I'm just right. being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's take GTA. Hmm. GTA, you can go anywhere. The only limit the game places on you is. You know, if you want to go up into these encounters, you know, under-equipped with, say, a pistol or something, that's fine. You just have to save up enough money to buy said weapons. But it's not like there's two pistols and one does this much damage per second and the same exact pistol does this much more damage per second, right? So you're not being limited by under-leveled gear. You're really just... Because the combat encounters are, are more or less the same from environment to environment. It's not like you're going to drive all the way up to um, Polito Bay and everybody down there is just going to one-shot you in, in you know, two seconds flat. Right. So there, there's a lot of comparisons that can be drawn. And, and I, I... Well, I feel like a lot of, open, uh, a lot of games are like that, though. Like, um, I, I think, think it's a good thing. To have element, to have areas of games where that you are free to engage in, but but you are not uh, free to roam because of difficulties or hurdles that are placed there that you have to come yeah. back to. Because I think that adds an element of anticipation and goal setting for the players. Like, oh, I can't get here. I'm not high enough level, but now I have something to work towards and I'll have that in the back of my head. That's something I want to come back to right it, now. It, you know, I, I think there is something to be said about that because there are genuine moments where... Again, take Grand Theft Auto. You can walk through almost any neighborhood and feel pretty safe, right? Because the NPCs aren't going to harass you. 
unless you intentionally provoke them. Most of the time. Most of the time. Sometimes. Gang wars. That's... That, uh, so that's not really what I'm talking about because that's now. like uh, that's its own separate event that you still typically have to trigger. You have to oh, enter that okay. area and it, at least provoke somebody. Oh. Okay, fair enough. I'm you usually know? driving through neighborhoods right. intentionally running over <clears throat> civilians, so maybe that's what triggers <laughs> that. There uh... are there are <laughs> NPCs will actually react to you to your mere presence sometimes in hostile ways, and some of them afford you the opportunity to walk away. You know, they're like, hey. What's up? What do you want? You shouldn't be here. And if you back up, they'll they'll leave you alone. They'll be like, oh, like smart move. Chicago. They'll, they'll say smart move, you know, something like that. And then, you know, you'll what go about you your say? business. What? It's downtown Chicago. <laughs> there are some neighborhoods in this game where I genuinely don't feel safe because sometimes they'll just attack you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you get too close, they're not going to give you another chance. Hmm. They're just going to attack you. There, this may have been fixed in the 1.5 patch because i know a lot of work was done in amongst many things um ai um of the of the encounters and the enemies and people placed within the game but when i initially played the game upon release it felt while it was very pretty there was lots of visually things going on it felt dead like i didn't feel it it did not have a sense of a uh, dynamic in, um, interaction with the world. Like when I would do stuff, when I would walk around, everything felt, it felt vapid. It felt very surface level mm. a lot of the times. And either because of AI and and people walking around that aren't responding in a way that I would think, like if I shot my gun or if I pushed somebody over, it wasn't the response I would think a human would respond like or they wouldn't respond at all. And it just, it felt almost dead. And that it made the world feel less engaging to me so they have addressed that and that's something that gta does very well yes yes it does it does as stupid as gta can be sometimes i think it does that well that is something that the 1.5 patch addressed um again i haven't played it pre 1.5 so i i can't really say how much of an improvement it is um but they they do react to your actions more you know you fire a gun into a crowd of people everybody's running away you know, that's not, it's not like this weird thing where they don't even notice you anymore. Um, and just walking around some of the environments, some of the things I, I've seen, I wrote them down here. Um, what have I seen? I've seen people um, spraying graffiti. I've seen kids playing games like hopscotch and roughhousing with each other. I've seen people using and kicking vending machines. I've seen yoga classes. I've seen musicians smoking. They lean on overpasses, they go shopping, they sit in cafes, you know. So there's actually a lot of stuff going on in the world now, which is kind of part of the fun of, of walking around exploring because it's like, okay, this this does genuinely feel like a, a place that could exist without my presence. Mm. You know, it's, you're just part of the space now. Um, and I guess that... Which is something that a lot of games struggle with. I agree. You know what's a game that does that well? What? Justin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, no, a, ga- uh, a game that stuff is happening without your presence. Time. Talk about Outer Wilds. I'm talking about Outer Wilds. Oh God! <laughs> I get to talk about Outer Wilds again. <laughs> uh, I think that's an important aspect of an open world. You know, you get, it has to feel like well, not, alive almost, right? It, it, either dynamic, dynamic, and or alive. That it's functioning without your input, 
or that it responds dynamically to your input. Right. I will say um, an exception to that, the most recent exception for me is actually Elden Ring. Uh, you know, it just came out. I have 35 hours on it. Um, it Stuff doesn't really happen without your input very frequently. Um, but I still think it's a very good from, implementation of an open world. But that we can get into later. Yeah, but I was I would say just from my limited viewing of that, it maybe like maybe major progressive points don't occur or happen. But like when you when you were walking around, things were eating other things. Them stuff is roaming yeah, around. True. Like there is it. It feels like it's. It's living on its own right. in a way. Maybe, yeah, yeah things... Or dying on its own. <laughs> or dying on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yes. But, yeah, out, so Outer Wilds, I think... It, so, is Outer Wilds an open world game? Yes. It is? Yes. So, well, open universe. Open solar... Well, mm. Mm. It's technically the whole universe. But, like... <laughs> uh, you're... you're Mostly exploring the solar system that you are kind of were born in, more or less, that you exist within the different planets. There's the sun. There's seven planets. Oh, let me see if I can. Um, Brittle Hollow, uh, Ash Twins. So that's two. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Uh, Ember, uh, Timber Hearth. What's the hourglass one? Uh, that's that's the Ash and twins. Yeah, sorry, Ash and something are the hourglass twins. Ash. Oh, what was the other? I don't remember. Is but there's a, there's like five to seven planets. I'm trying to remember them. Dark Bramble, especially. There's only. I thought there were more. It's only seven planets. Something like that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Didn't not you that say much. It feels so in vast. other episode that like they're super small? Yes, they're not planetary size in reference to your scaling to yourself, but they are. If you're like in your ship and you're orbiting around the planet, it takes maybe you, you said know, maybe like twenty thirty seconds. Yeah, something ten like that. ten to twenty seconds, dependent size dependent. Um, it does take you. It can take you if you're like really far, like one of the farthest away planets. You know, it can take you maybe a couple minutes to get to another one, or just a minute. And you, there's like an autopilot feature, so you can have it do that. But then it doesn't account for things that may intercept your path. So you know, you gotta still be on watch. Uh, but that game doesn't give you a direction. So open world, I think, has more than just the meaning of it's a world I can explore. It's also the level of guidance. Because you can have open world games that hold your... Oh my that, gosh, yeah, you knocked down the table. The table. Yes. <laughs> that was that uh, hold your hand and that guide you heavily through the experience. But then do give you the option like, hey, you know, kid, it's okay. If you want to go off the beaten path, you can. But if you want to come right back into the safe main story, I got you. I yeah. got you. I hate games like that personally. There's, yeah, it's, it's not. I personally also don't enjoy them. I like trying to figure things out for myself. I like trying to carve my own path. Um, cause I feel more of a sense of accomplishment and I think that's a big thing with open world games is your own hurdles and challenges and goals you set, you overcome and you accomplish versus a linear game where yes, you may, you're say if it's a tunnel, you know, you're guided through a tunnel. They may present you with something that you have to complete and you'll do that, but it wasn't something you decided to do. It was something that was presented to you. I have to do this. Okay. I guess I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that aspect of open world games. I choose what I want to do. I like it. Maybe that's a byproduct of 
how I become fascinated about different things and like, oh, I see that. Like, I want to go there now. Yeah. I can see that thing in the distance. I want to go there. I don't really care right now, but what where I am right now. Um, and open world games allow me to do that. And Outer Wilds is is one of the game, one of those games that's very open in a literal sense, and provides no uh, what's the bumpers? I guess like a bowling alley, you know, bumpers to kind of guide you where you should go. It, it puts you in a place that if you're apt enough, you will take advantage of the information you can get on like your home planet, talk to people, see what's up, and get a context for what you're doing, why you're doing it, and where you are. If you choose to not do that, then good fucking luck to you. You'll probably still find out information, but it's so free. I like accomplishing the things that I set out for myself. Right. For me, that's a big part of open world. I would agree. I think that's why – that's where a dichotomy came with Breath of the Wild. A lot of people – it was critically acclaimed for mm. kind of redefining the open world game. So – before Breath of the Wild, every fucking open world game was just Assassin's Creed, either <laughs> either worse or better. Yeah, you know, um, and Division, Assassin's Creed, Horizon Zero Dawn. These are all games that kind of, I would say, fall in that category of they guide your hand, sometimes too much, kind of forcing you into like or giving you a sense a, a false sense of freedom. Um, that this game would probably be more enjoyable as a linear game. Um, there, yeah, there's games that, that definitely fall into that category, that they may be a more engaging experience, a, a more coherent experience if they are that's a good word. more linear or restricted in, in yeah. scope. Um, though why are... Why are why is everything open world or open world or open world? <laughs> Every fucking game is an open world game now, now. nowadays in modern now, gaming. In modern gaming, now is that a good or a bad thing? I think I it's mean, a great thing. So I, think but it, it has its downsides. It, like it, it can go wrong. So I think there are some games. If it was made open world, it would have ruined the experience. Last of Us and Uncharted are a great example. They're a story driven game where the the main focus is purely on moving forward through this this campaign pretty much well it's very it's a very yeah it's, it's a very localized it human experience about a relationship and stuff it depends what your your aim is right you know what the goal of the game is or the goal of the story is trying to convey right now god of war 2018 and subsequently now coming out soon ragnarok are, are open world they're kind sense. of they're, they're more they're, they're more open world yeah that there that is a game that knows its scope it's not just do whatever you want wherever you want it's it's a little more restricted dependent on where you are within the story and 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 your level of progression but to its benefit i don't think it it feels like claustrophobic right. in that i'm just guided this way but i have choice in where mm -hmm. i want to go and what i want to do yeah it's very well balanced like um, before completing the campaign in or no i found um milfheim the mm -hmm. um fucking misty place yeah oh oh where you the do like the trials and the tri and stuff? no that's that's fine oh. or something like that <laughs> um but i found it i was like oh I'll, I'll get back to this later i completed the game and then i never went there so i'm like oh shit so two three years later when i played the game again i went on new game plus and went through it um i think a good aspect of a of an open world game would be you know there's going to be stuff that you're going to miss. So you're going to have to go back on a second playthrough. 
or third or fourth and it's probably something that as a game developer and a game company you have to come to terms with that there's a lot of stuff you're going to be making that players will never see yeah. or never want to experience mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a lot of effort you know the games are ever expanding in scope in budget in team size and i think and also our level of technology all of that compounds to support the development and creation of more open world games because open world games are harder to run there's more things that need to be running concurrently at the same time on the system things that need to be loaded into memory there's more assets there's more um you, more advanced story paths like uh and multiple choices often and, and there's just so much more that comes with open world mm -hmm. that it's probably why it's more prevalent today than ever it's just we have more of the means to do it right now what would you say so i have an opinion on this um what would you say is more of an quote-unquote open world game assassin's creed slash i know you've played horizon zero dawn right mm -hmm. um horizon zero dawn those, those style games shadow of war or dark souls like could you classify dark souls as an open world game that'd be more something up your alley i don't have enough experience to say i've never like fully completed a dark souls game i don't think i would call dark souls open world i mean Yes, you can fast travel to a lot of different environments, but I feel like most of those environments are fairly linear in scope. Yeah, there's there's like one it's not or two black and white. There's one or two alternate pathways that you can take that ultimately lead to the same place, but I feel like from my limited experience with Dark Souls 3, I felt like most of the environments were fairly straightforward. Yeah, Dark, Dark Souls 3 definitely was very very linear compared to So Dark Souls 1 is like if you pull up a 3D um or eh, fuck what's it called if you pull up the map of mm. dark souls 3 mm. a fucking a 3d the map, map. <laughs> yeah a, a 3d map of it 3d representation of my environment a map don't make me <laughs> i'm retarded if you whip out the cartography table <laughs> but um got a sextant to measure the angle stop <laughs> <laughs> fucking an open world game <laughs> that's a good question no that's a sandbox yes. game I feel like that's that's the next level. That's like that's like when you you know there's gods and then there's god gods. You know you just you just you just go up the ladder. You just go up the ladder, <laughs> and once you think you're at the last rung, there's another rung. I but like if you pull up the map for Dark Souls, Dark Souls one, the interconnectivity of the different environments, especially for the time that the game came out. I mean, it's not the oldest game in the world, but it was very, very intertwined. You could go for hours down a single path and then end up somewhere where you were like, whoa, I didn't even realize I could get here from here. Mm -hmm. um, for context, yeah, uh, a common interpretation of what an open world means in reference to games, a game that features free-roaming outdoor exploration across a large game world that is fully scaled and continuous. Okay. So if you're if you have a game that say has lots of areas that you can jump between or paths you can choose, but it's like loading a level every time you do that. You know, it's not a continuous experience. That is not really an open world game. That's it just might choosing be, it the might level. It might feel like one, but it's not. By definition, yeah. an open so world. So Destiny is a sh is not open world. It's it. No, that's kind of like a pseudo open world. Yeah, yeah, because it's within just like the environment. It's, a, it's just choose. large yeah. levels. Yeah, and it's a pseudo. It's a pseudo MMO. It's a pseudo game. 
So, no, so I, you know, I'm glad you said that because I feel like Cyberpunk is almost a pseudo RPG. So there's three games I wanted to talk about today. One of them being Cyberpunk, the other being Grand Theft Auto, and the third one being Watch Dogs. So in a weird sense, I almost feel like Grand Theft Auto is more of an RPG than Cyberpunk. <laughs> and Grand Theft Auto f- is not an RPG. How well, do you so, figure that? So... Yes, Cyberpunk has those elements, those RPG elements like um, looting and and gear and all those kinds of different things, uh, assigning skill points into a tree to to do all those different things. But for as much fun as I have exploring the world, you're right. It is very surface level. So if Cyberpunk is the most fun I've had exploring an open world, I feel like Grand Theft Auto is the most fun I've had interacting with an open world. There is so much for you to do That's, in Grand yeah, Theft Auto okay. Online. I know you don't like it, but me. when you start Grand Theft Auto Online, the game, you're flown into Los Santos, guy gives you a pistol, and that's it. Says, go steal a car. And all you have is a pistol, a couple hundred bucks, and the car you just stole. Through the game, you're doing all these different things, and by the end of it, you could be like a multi-billionaire. Amassing an <laughs> yeah, empire right. of trade It almost and feels stuff. like you're playing a role-playing game of just becoming a criminal mastermind. And even aside from all the, you know, typical, you know, Grand Theft Auto criminal activities you can do, you know, if you don't want to do a heist or a robbery, you go play golf. Yeah. You could go play golf. You want to go gamble at the casino? You could go gamble at the casino. You could go to a car meet. You could go to a nightclub. You could go play arcade games if you wanted to go to the arcade. Like, there's so many different things you can do that are outside of the realm of just shooting and killing and robbing that it's it's weird. It, it's, like, weird that th- I feel like that's what Cyberpunk needed. Right. You know? And maybe that's still coming in a, in a future update, but I feel like that's what people were expecting that's when, what they were kind of... That's kind of what they were hinting yeah, at. Yeah. yeah. But none of that is present. Right. You know? So... I feel like Grand Theft Auto... Like, fuck Facebook. Grand Theft Auto Five and Rockstar are going to put us into the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? I feel like we've talked about this like a hundred times. Yeah, you, what you just said was literally why you said you didn't like Breath of the Wild. What do you mean? You said like, oh, I didn't get enough, you know, I was too blind. Well, again, it's, I've said this in a past episode, like it, it's it's a matter of expectation. You know, Grand Theft Auto has always been kind of like choose your own kind of adventure kind of thing. You You mean expectation externally? Outside of the story, outside of the story, right. Uh, You know, I'm not playing the campaign. If you're playing the campaign of Grand Theft Auto, yeah, you go from point to point and do the different missions. Right. Or you could do all this stuff on the outside. Right. I mean, I guess... What does that have to do with Zelda, though? Because you you just brought it up. What do you mean? Yeah, but what does that have to do? Because Breath of the Wild was literally just get dropped in and do whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. I guess it just didn't strike the same. It didn't strike the same chords with me. Okay. You know, it's not the same as like. Th- th- I feel like there's more. So, th- but before you Tom fuckery that you can get into <laughs> in Grand Theft Auto, because that's a big part of Grand Theft Auto as well. Is you know, even for people who don't like doing the missions, the grindy nature of the mm-hmm. missions. Half the fun of Grand Theft Auto is just getting into a lobby with your friends and 
like you landing a fucking 747 on the middle of a <laughs> interstate highway. I fucking forgot like, about that. Like just screwing around <laughs> wait, with people. Wait, whose plane was that? Was that yours? I don't oh, remember. Fuck, that, was like, that was like five years ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. We Did you all... use some of the money from the shark card that you bought at GameStop to get that? Uh... No, that was that? the yacht. That's in the past. <laughs> Wait, now I... Oh, I forgot about that 747. Yeah, we, we were flying, and we were like, oh, shit. We're going... Wait, were we have we, we had to land somewhere, or we were going down or something? We literally we, landed it on, like, landed on the highway. of a, a highway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did a three-pointer. <laughs> I understand, though. There's a lot of intangible aspects to games and media where it can be well received and uh well reviewed and just a great experience all around but you just don't like it or you just doesn't grab you yeah for whatever that reason maybe maybe it's a culmination of the art didn't get me or the world like the the story the context of why i'm playing like i'm not i don't have a reason it's, it doesn't, doesn't strike a chord with me whatever the combination of stuff is it could, it have, been like, it could have even been something like as simple as like the lack of dialogue you know, there was like like practically zero voice acting in that game. So I don't know. Maybe it just didn't hold my attention because I have ADHD too. Yeah, you know? no, <laughs> like, I got you. Yeah. So yeah like, there that's... was a time in Grand Theft Auto, just to emphasize on the, the, the tomfoolery again, like I bought a fire truck for like $3 million and then I had everybody buy firefighter outfits and then we just like ambushed. I think it was like, I think it was you actually. <laughs> we just like drove up in a fire truck and just started beating the shit out of you just as firemen like it's that stupid stuff or the time do you remember like when on instagram and on tiktok all those videos of the people dressed up like the pink the purple and green aliens like you can't do that in any other game yeah. it's like i get you no i can vibe with that that I, that could probably be studied under like like uh, that's a memeology. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Like no, it's like that's a, the... <laughs> that's a fucking subfield of sociology at this point. <laughs> but um, I'd say bef before we continue, because I do have a lot of questions to ask you guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think we should let our sponsor take over from here. Alrighty, that's cool. Yep. Good. Thanks. All right. Goodbye. Yeah, well, yep. I, I, well, that's yep. a cut. Good. Uh, good, <laughs> good stuff. Bye. <laughs> Or a loved one have been diagnosed with mesothelioma. You may be entitled to financial compensation. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that fund ran out. Did it? I think so. I think they ran out of money. <laughs> Do you, did you hear about um, those houses that were built in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina? No. There was a celebrity who built like a bunch of houses in New Orleans to like provide relief Nolans. for people. New Orleans. No. No. But they were apparently like built like really shittily. Eh. Shittily. Shittily. Poorly. Bad. <laughs> Welcome back. Fire Festival. Disclaimer, we are not responsible for anything to do with mesothelioma. Say that word again. Mesothelioma. Do you know what that is? It's a lung disease. Caused it's cancer. By... Is it cancer or a disease? Yes. I thought it was a o disease. Oma is, is like the Greek word for um, like growth or tumor. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Like sarcoma, like sarcoma. Yeah, like sarcoma. Uh, Brianoma. Brianoma. Is Brian a growth? <laughs> Depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I just tried to Google mesothelioma and I got Mesopotamia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, god. What were we talking about? We were talking about uh, video games. We were talking about mesothelioma. <laughs> we, were talking about, we were talking about open world. I think we're in the same room. Um... But mm-hmm. I, I have some questions here that I want to uh, ask, um, and, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Improv <laughs> skill, speech, a hundred. <laughs> My question to all of you. All of two of us. All two of you. <laughs> um... Me and so, my six personalities. <laughs> so, with every game being open world, or, or, or we're, we're heading in that direction, games are becoming more open things are no longer linear in nature. Even open world games themselves are becoming more open world. I would classify Dark Souls as an open world game. Elden Ring it's fucking massive. Like I am I'm still finding I found a whole uh, layer. I'm sorry. Layer? <laughs> layer. Like, layer of that game. Layer. Yeah, like, like, like like the layers in a Kit Kat. Yes. Okay. Like I thought like yeah, there's caves and whatnot. No, there's there's caves. So there's like the ground, and then there's like the ground. Yeah. So it's like, is there a detriment? Like, what's the downside to having things more open? Visible confusion. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, is that? unless it's executed very well you either and you can either end up with having too much guidance too much hand holding hand holding tool tips things on the screen uh, navigational things like an overwhelming amount of trying to help the player guide them through the open world making which is something that a lot of the rockstar games suffer from same with ubisoft hmm. um or uh, you can have. Excuse me, I'm so sorry about that. that <laughs> what is that's going okay. on? <laughs> I'm so sorry. About that. Um, Tr- start that again. <laughs> or you can have experiences that are too, um, not too open, but too barren. Like it can, while things can feel open, but surface level, or vapid, where it's like, oh yeah, you have all these this this whole thing to explore, but all the things that are in it are not engaging they're not fun they're or they're there's, there's they're no just, purpose to yeah them. Or, or, it's, or it's repeating types of things that is not see that's you, you bring up breath of the wild that's where you would disagree i would disagree with you because every rock you look under there's 900 koroks every rock you look under could be a korok i don't even know what that means dude <laughs> it's literally gold poop <laughs> is it yeah. Really? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. korok seeds are gold poop cool but See, I find with El- like Elden Ring, I'm gonna go because uh, uh, Brian, you 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 talked about Cyberpunk for a little bit. I want to talk about Elden Ring because I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my eyes, thus far, game of the decade. It's only been two years, three years, but with the way things are going, I don't I don't know. Game studios are disappointing me lately. <laughs> as as per our last episode. Yeah. I am losing my patience with Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just rip off the act every video. <laughs> Shout but, out to the act, man. <laughs> but with Elden Ring, everywhere you go, not everywhere you go is serves a purpose. What's up, everybody? 
This is the act, man. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> if we tag him, you think he'll fucking... <laughs> he good. He good. Dude, him and Late Night Gaming, I feel like I see them in the comments of like every video I've ever watched ever. Love it. Sorry to interrupt, but continue. No, it's okay. They're fucking ADHD. Um, Elden Ring. Every, every, every corner doesn't have a purpose like maybe maybe it's not as dense as like the deus ex games where they're a very op- open world but they're very small so everything is like right there there's constant discovery and whatnot Elden ring takes an interesting approach because it's a from software game a lot of their focus is on world building so everything looks and feels like it was a part of something and and you can discover what like you you can go around and like make assumptions as to what happened or what what's going on here why is this place in such disarray you know what are these things and then you find out it's just a fucking big ass crustacean looking to fucking murder you i'm afraid of lobsters now but um are there any um living uh mushrooms that you get to fight or no they're just kind of in in there were in dark souls um dark souls one i I mean so far i haven't fought any living mushrooms i know i know (laughs) he's fought a lot of inanimate ones i mean whichever one lost (laughs) i'm sure if you find any you know they'll be pretty fun guys wow good joke (laughs) (laughs) but elden ring being such a vast and um vast landscape is part of the design everywhere you look you can get there you you see something out in the distance you can probably fast travel to it with the fast travel system or hop on your horse or by foot you will get there eventually you know um if you can see it you can be it you know you can see it you can you can fucking get to it Mm. um that's something that a lot of open world games i think struggle with is like where where do you create how do you create a natural barrier because games can't go on forever mm-hmm. right there has to be an arbitrary point where you you know you can't explore and usually it, it either goes in one of two ways shut up <laughs> it either goes in one of two ways where it's like either they'll just put up a really high wall that you can't cross or the more egregious of the two they'll put in an invisible barrier mm. you know someone has their hand raised because I have, I have this there's a third option yeah you just doesn't end. And I don't mean Minecraft. Okay. Outer Wilds. Oh, it goes around. No. You can... So if you... So say I... Say, uh, easy way to do this. If I'm looking at, like, the sun, and I just start, like, backing my ship up to, like, be able to view me going out, you can just keep going. There's no stopping. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten, like, thousands of kilometers away. Yeah, but don't... Isn't there kind of a barrier in the sense that there's a... It's a time loop? So there's a, some it's a time dependent. Yes, if you go, you know, you could go as far as basically within a set time frame. The time ends, but there's nothing stopping you physically from huh. going as far as you as you can. Actually, there's a that's intriguing. Just a, a, an interesting <laughs> achievement. One of the worlds is a water world, yes. and it's difficult Ooh. to get through the sort of the currents in the in the water. So there's different ways to approach it. One of them is doing that is going really far. And then coming back with like, you know, several thousand kilometer per second speed to just right through the planet. Huh. 
as one approach that you can actually do. You know, that was the first world I visited, like, in my first playthrough. With the tornadoes and, and the Yeah, that's what scared me. That, like, scared it's a me very uh, hectic <laughs> environment, yes. I love huh. it. I love it so much. Please fucking play it. Play it. Play it. I'm scared. Play I'm, it. I'm scared of you. I'm scared. You know what? <laughs> what uh... Which mic you need to cut that out from? Neither. <laughs> Neither. Legend of oh. Zelda Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Uh did you guys ever play that? Um no. I've watched you play it. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. When? Eons oh, wait. ago. Yeah, many, many moons ago. Yeah. I remember. I don't have my watch on me, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Five years ago. Wind Waker had an so Wind Waker was a grid. It was a it was like a um the the explorable map was literally just a a twelve by twelve or larger a through whatever fucking letter if somebody could look that up for me um if you went and it was all ocean you know so like you could just keep going and if you hit the edge the the boat it was a talking boat we'll go down because the earth is flat no <laughs> if you attempted to keep going the boat would just stop turn around and talk to you. Because like I said, it's a talking boat. You have to look it up. Just look up the fucking boat. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. He's like, hey, guy, listen, I know. And he would say, he would say like, oh, you know, we're getting off the map. It's pretty dangerous. We got to turn around. And it's like. That's a cool approach. That's a, a canonical in-game approach. Yes. However, it's like it, it asks more questions because it's like, wait, is that still part, like canonically it does that? Like, is that still part of Hyrule then? Because the whole point of Wind Waker was um, down a certain timeline. It's like, oh, Hyrule is submerged in water due to a huge, you know, mass extinction event or whatever the fuck it happened. I don't know. But um, so it's like, oh, wait, is that not Hyrule anymore? Or is it like, like, because he says it's too dangerous and it's like, I'm fighting a literal god over here how much more dangerous could it be you know yeah so it's like it's it's a it's a it's a positive and a negative um you could explain it like just going out into the barren ocean it's like you know, do you have the supplies to survive yeah. for several weeks or you know this is uncharted territory maybe you know let's let's could turn around a bigger god and yeah it's a god god i always liked the approach that um grand theft auto 4 and 5 took where they would just put the whole map like on an island yeah you know so it made sense that there was nothing else around you because you were on an island. And, yeah. and the cool part was that if you either flew a plane out or drove a boat far enough out, and I'm talking far, you would essentially enter like the Bermuda Triangle yeah. where your vehicle would just cease to function mm -hmm. <laughs> and you <Yeah>. would drown. <laughs> I, I did like that. I don't know how, I think Elden Ring, like I haven't completed the full map yet, but I think it's an island, I think. Is it? Okay. Yeah, or at least island in the sense that you're in a realm and like you look off into the water and you just see mist the void Actually, i don't now that i think about it i don't remember how does breath of the wild do it mostly water right i think on, it's on just the water bottom, on the south and east side it's water but on the north and north like west okay well that would be from your direct yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. north northwest it's an invisible wall, actually, but you have to go like. Well, the, on the far. northeast is where you get to a maze, a secret maze, right? And if you by go, going really far yeah. out of the and if you go map. E if you go even further, it's water, and then death, and then I think 
bottom left of the map. What is that? South? Yeah, south. West. west. Sorry. Southwest. Airlines. No. <laughs> southwest um, is the desert, so you just get into like a, a sandstorm or whatever, and you just fucking die. Or your map goes fuzzy or whatever, which is interesting. It's 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 better than an invisible games wall. of old with invisible walls. Yeah, We've I'm just imagining that, that Superman game on the N64. No, not Superman, Aquaman game. That Aquaman game on the N64. I, I remember a Superman game on the N64 that was very, very, very bad. It, it was, was unanimous. It was an bad. Aquaman game that was very bad. Where Ooh, like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I do know. What you're talking yeah, about. you're in Atlantis, and like, it's like the like all the textures are fucking the same. So it's like. Imagine trying to get through like a Halo CE map, except there's invisible walls everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's open, but there's nothing to like signify. Hey, this there's is like a yeah. functional yeah. part of the map. This is a barrier. Yeah. <laughs> That's concerning. Yeah, but yeah so I, I can see how that, that could be a problem for an open world game. Um, as we're talking about, you know, it seems like developers are getting much more intelligent regarding that. Um, you have something to say? No, he does. What? I do. You do? I do. <laughs> I thought you did. Do I? Didn't no. you want to talk about, uh... I, oh, yeah, no, I was just waiting for, like, an appropriate time to okay. jump in. Finish your thought. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yo, wait, like, <laughs> okay. like, no, my, my thought, no, my, my thought was just pretty much, like, you know, what, what challenges do open world games face, or, or going more open do we face as much, it's kind of like going... From an iPhone to an Android phone. You know? You're locked in. You're speaking heresy. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go to an Android phone, it's like, oh, you know, it's more open. It's more freedom. But you start opening yourself up not only to the good, but you open yourself up to some bad stuff, too. Disrespect me in my own house. Install this is my fucking house. Excuse APKs me, with, uh, <laughs> with Trojans in them. APKs. Yeah. Trojan condoms? Trojan viruses. Oh viruses there's my in okay <laughs> all right so i wanted to talk about watchdog oh i thought you were about to say fucking division no 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 um viruses hacking <clears throat> hacking viruses hacking so watchdogs have either of you played watchdogs I've any only, of them i never i never i never played them okay have you played I've, any of them i've seen quite a bit of gameplay I've but i've never played play, it myself yes. So I've played all three of them. I've seen quite a lot of bit of gameplay. Yes, actually. I'm going to use that same quite exact... Quite a lot of bit. Quite a lot of bit of gameplay. I think two is the best. Two? Out of, two, I think, is Both. the best out of all of them. It has the best characters. It has the best mechanics. Also, two is bigger than one. Two... <laughs> yes. He <laughs> said it with the fucking yes, straightest face. <laughs> um, and I think it has the most engaging open world. Um... It's the second one. The first one takes place in Chicago. Does two still have shit driving? It's better than the first oh, one. Okay. It's better than the first one. Not great, <laughs> but better. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so if um, Cyberpunk is the most fun I've had exploring an open world, and Grand Theft Auto is the most fun I've had interacting with an open world, Watch Dogs, I feel like, is the game where I have the most direct influence over what's going on around me. Control. Control, just, yes. Just like my fiance. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
So the premise of Watch Dogs is basically what would happen if cities ran off like the superintendent from New Mombasa. <laughs> so it's called listen. CTOS or City OS, essentially. Oh, so oh, that's like an Apple fucking it's thing to do. Kind of. <laughs> it's basically like a citywide operating system that runs not only people's bank accounts, but like CCTV footage or um, traffic lights or traffic signals. Um, it's like what operates some cars that that are driving around on the street, drawbridges, all that kind of stuff. So you play as a hacking group um, whose name, DedSec. DedSec, DedSec is the name of the group. <clears throat> and it's basically kind of like an anti-corporation kind of thing, like trying to take down CTOS right. um, or the company that, that created it. Um, because it, it comes, it covers like all those kinds of issues of like privacy and right. you know, all that kind of stuff. So you have so much control as a player over how you tackle challenges because of the hacking tools at your disposal. You can hack cars and cause them to swerve off the road or like in different directions. Like you can choose which direction you can fuck with the traffic lights to create like a car accident. Mm. Let's say people are chasing you. You can cause a car accident behind you to slow down the pursuers. <laughs> um, you can raise barricades. You can raise drawbridges. You could create citywide blackouts, like in certain districts of the city. It's uh, not citywide then. It's not. It depends on where you are. <laughs> depends where you are. It's within a limited range. No, I, I was making a joke. I'm um, sorry. Um, it's hard to tell. You deadpan motherfucker. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you what else can you do? Hack. You can you can literally steal money from people just well, by like hacking into their direct bank accounts and transferring money. So you, you can, can create fake police reports to have them arrested. <laughs> you can so send police after people. If you can hack into you know, you can hack like this. Like this. But can you hack as well? You can do that as well. Okay. The game I was making motions really that you can't animations. see through your ears, so this axe. The game, the guy in Watch Dogs Two, in particular, he has like these these bolas that he swings around, kind of like Catwoman oh. in Arkham, Arkham Bola, City. Bolas, yeah. bolas, yeah. They're Bola basically what? like two little. Shut up. <laughs> what is a bola? <laughs> They're like these two little balls on a string that you kind of like swing around and you can whack people. Is that with. called a bola? I don't know what the because it's I'm a martial weapon, sure. martial arts I'm weapon. Sure I that's forget the called. name of it. Though. Am I like going crazy? <laughs> it's like the twin balls. Yeah, bolas. Bolas. Are they really called? Yeah, them? these things. Is that the, that's the martial name for it? Uh, that's, well, I think it's I think bolas. So. Bolas, like okay. with an S, not a Z. Bolas, because we're American. Oh, it's, it's bolas. a bolas or bolas is a bolas. type of throwing weapon made of weights on the ends of interconnected cords used to capture animals by entangling their legs. Yes. Do okay. The, make you can make. Make Google speak it. No. No. <laughs> no, because then we won't shut her up. So, where I, I say that Watch Dogs 2 is the pinnacle because I feel like they put more time into fleshing out the mechanics, the individual mechanics that the player has. Watch Dogs Legion is the third game in the series, and they got really, really ambitious with it in the sense that they they tried this new mechanic where... You can essentially play... There's no main character. You can essentially recruit any NPC that you see on the street and then play as them. So you have a whole repertoire of characters with unique abilities that you can choose from. And if they get killed, you lose them. That's it. They're gone. Mm. Um, 
And that was a massive undertaking for them to get that to work properly. And I feel like the trade-off is that the individual abilities that the player has are not quite as interesting. Like the open world itself is not as interesting to explore. You don't have those same abilities that you have in the prior games because they were so focused on getting these mechanics, this NPC kind of thing to work properly. And I feel like they devoted way too many resources to it. And the trade-offs is one, you don't have an interesting character to connect to, right? You kind of just have all these no-name people that they have names, but like... Surface level. They're very surface level, right? They're basically kind of like stereotype personalities almost. And... You don't have anybody to latch on to, in a sense. And then B, you have that sacrifice of those individual mechanics that you had in the prior games. So, I don't know. I I, I feel like all three of these games that I've kind of mentioned today all have their own unique strengths and weaknesses. Go ahead. (laughs) So, what you're saying is that Watch Dogs Legion tried to provide the player with more choice to in to progress through the game and into and um interact but it was to the detriment of the game itself by so there was more choices but less depth to the choices less less that you could do i guess yeah either character wise or ability wise etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah because a lot of the um individual like the uniqueness to each um npc like you would recruit them because oh this guy can hack into drones that you can use to fly around the map and reach different areas where this one is better at sneaking this one has silenced weapons this one doesn't have silenced weapons so they all had different advantages um this one's a better brawler but really i feel like it just kind of in the moment limited your options because it's like oh well you're not playing as this guy so you can't do that or you you can do this and some of the abilities weren't like unique enough to really warrant making that trade-off. You know, it's like, I feel like I always ended up just playing as the guy who had a silenced weapon just so that I could make use of the stealth mechanics Mm -hmm. better. (laughs) So I don't know. That's kind of where I stand on it. I think that's a fair, fair place to stand. I look at, I look at games like, uh, division where they give you so many different tools at your disposal but then it it really only makes sense to use a handful of them yeah because they're just so much more versatile or even more effective in the moment it's very difficult to to create this extends to so many things whether it's gear or mechanics or um story paths or uh, characters, anything, the more choice, the more quantity you give, the quality you often trade for the quality or depth of those things or or the balance of those things. If it comes to gear or mechanical stuff like weapon choices and abilities, there are usually some that will always bubble to the top as the ones to be used. If there are large amounts of choices, it's like, oh, well, yeah, but I have all these things I can do, but it's like these ones are just kind of better than the rest. It's yeah. very difficult the more that you add to make things either work coherently together or to create as much depth with each option and choice it, it's it's hard it's really hard you know the other reason watchdogs is better watchdogs 2 is better um than all the other ones why actually it's better than every other open world game in existence because it has one feature that 
no other open world game has taken advantage of, and I don't fucking understand why. And what is that? Headphones. Hmm? Oh, does it have binaural, binaural audio? No, 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 no. Your character has headphones, and you can listen to music on your phone through the on character's headphones. On your virtual headphones. phone in the game. On the virtual phone, yeah. So you can like pick your pick whatever song you want to listen to and listen to music while you're running around in the world. You don't have to be in a car to listen to music. You can actually just put, put your headphones on and start listening to music while you're like sneaking around or doing missions and stuff. I don't know why other games don't fucking do that. That's like the That's best cool. idea. That, that is a cool little thing. Huh. I never thought of doing something like that. That's a cool like in-game way to say, rather than just be like, go to in the menu and just start playing some right. soundtrack music. Like you it's, it's a gameplay you reason. You can pull your phone up, scroll through the menus, and literally there's an animation where he'll take out his headphones, he'll put them in his ears, and you can start listening to music while you're running around the That's game actually world. That's actually kind of sick. I don't know why no other game has done that. I have not seen it in any other game. I don't know why my Tarnished does not have his AirPods Stupid. in, in Elden Ring. I would say, I you know, to kids bop. What, what, Elden Pods. What, <laughs> Elden what you were pods. saying, Justin, actually, it makes sense in regards to quantity versus quality, right? So. Comes with really anything in any part of life, really. Me just, being very privy to the, to the Soulsborne games, Sekiro dropped a lot of the flexibility in ways to approach a situation you were locked into you you are a shinobi you're 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 a swordsman with you know you have your different you know tools on your prosthetic arm but when it comes down dirty to it you are going to be sword sword fighting parrying blocking striking this this is what you're doing and i think that's why it did both so well as a game but also kind of alienized others because people were expecting a from software game to have the RPG mechanic, you know, like let me, oh, this, this type of build's not going to work for me. Let me, let me fucking throw, throw some magic, throw some sorceries on there. You can't really do that in, in Sekiro. In Sekiro, you, you can, you can sneak around, you can death blow and stuff like that, but you're a mm -hmm. swordsman true and true. Now, I think of any game, any game I've ever played with any sort of melee combat, I think Sekiro is like mile, no, magnitudes over quality wise than any other game I've played because of. It's a very distilled experience. Yeah. Like exactly. it's focused. Yeah. That's the. You know what? Fucking, I'm putting that on a poster. Sekiro, <laughs> fucking distilled. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It, it's when when there's less, you're able to focus and dedicate more time to 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 fleshing those things out, whether it be characters or mechanics or gear or story or whatever it is. It's really hard. I have to imagine, like when you're making an open world game, because I feel like. In almost any open world game you'll ever play, I feel like there's one mechanic that just doesn't feel as complete as all the other ones. Whether it's driving or combat or stealth, like there's always one mechanic that's like, oh, this game could be like a 10 out of 10, but this just sucks. I hate this part of the game or it could be so much better. I just thought of another open world example. 
I just sorry. I just thought of another no, open world example. No, I just I talked on the side of the mic. I don't know if I picked up. Hi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't care. Never mind. Um, that I in in theory I thought would be like the perfect game for me that I would love it, and I did would like it a lot. But it's not. There are elements I missed from the non-open world variant of it, and that's the Forza series. Forza Horizon and Forza Motorsport. Mm. Um, I, that's, I, I wasn't even thinking of that. I thrived for, before the Horizon series came out, I, I yearned for an open world game that I could create, you know, my car builds and race other people just within an open map. I thought the concept was really cool, and it is. But I think an element that is lost in that is... Uh, it's, it's becomes less about the, the cars themselves and like the experience of automotive racing and, and more about the culture and more about the social aspect. And also with that, there are a lot of times where, oh, I, I, I want to like drive on this particular track, this like racetrack because it has these cool bends or this particular slalom or turning, right. uh, or just something interesting with that and it allows you to practice and and continuously get better you know with with an open world game it's like the whole the whole map is open there's not like there's not segmented portions of the of of the map that you're racing on that you're driving on so i don't feel that i can practice and continuously improve my skill by doing the same sections over and over at least not not in the same way not in the same way it's so much more freeform that i can't I, I, I don't feel like I can. I like going into the motorsport games and picking a particular car and a particular track and just like tuning the car, fine tuning it, driving it, right lap over lap over lap and getting better with my driving and also my being more familiar with the car. I like our I like our endurance races. <laughs> like as as much as the open world is very nice for Forza Horizon, getting onto Forza Motorsport, building a sh- a, a car that would in essence, I, I need to, like, I'm so far behind, especially you and another one of our friends, Ryan. Um, we do mm-hmm. uh, more simulated races, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's satisfying to improve upon yourself over and over and over again on the same. Even though it's much more a closed experience, the the repetition and the incremental improvement that you're able to see over time, I think, breeds more satisfaction in yourself versus the open world game where the satisfaction kind of just comes from, I guess, the more dynamic experience. Like, oh, I jumped over a hill randomly yeah, or yeah. or just I have to figure this track out on the fly, just this random section of a, of a thing, which, which is cool in its own right. But I don't get that I can improve iteratively upon myself by practicing in the same way you can with a skill or something physical that you do. You improve the Taekwondo or anything mm-hmm. like that. You do it over and over and eventually you see yourself improving. Yeah. And that's satisfying. And with the closed off more or more limited in scope game of the motorsport series i like that i actually have come to appreciate that more because of the horizon series so i feel like i'm I, I, for me um that's not for everybody that's I not for everybody to, to yeah no, that. no 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 that's 
but like the the open world aspect is what drew me into the Forza franchise. I was never interested in the motorsport games. I really still I don't think I am because I like that ability of just being able to just drive and explore. It's that element of exploration for me that that draws me in. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to be racing 24/7 in this game. You can you can just stop. drive around. You can just drive around. You know, you want to do some off-roading, you can do some off-roading. Yeah. Um Whereas in in motorsport, it's like you're you have your races, and then the rest of your time you're stuck in in menus. You yeah. know, so that's just what works yeah. for me. I enjoy that aspect of open world games a lot more. Like tying it back to Cyberpunk, I enjoy even though the world might not be quite as engaging as some of the other open world games I've played, I enjoy the environment so much and just exploring every nook and cranny yeah. of it that I find that sometimes that's what I'm doing. That's like just what that, I'm doing. I'm not even playing the actual game. I'm just walking around and exploring places. Yeah. I would say in a, in a world that's built well, especially from an art standpoint, I'm going to tie you tie it back to Cyberpunk. I'll tie it back to Elden Ring. The, the combination between From Software and George R.R. Martin to build this new universe and then just see it in front of you. Sometimes I won't even... Um, sometimes I won't even be playing Elden Ring. I'll just be looking out into the skybox, which isn't even the skybox. I can fucking go over there. Yeah. So it's like... it. The, the, what would you guys say is the most... Imp- if you had to list three aspects of an open game... Okay. What are the most important? I know it's a tough question. Openness, the world, and game. Well, <laughs> well, well, there is there is a lot to be said about that element of just you know you see it, you can go there. Yeah, that was a big part of Halo Infinite when you know the developers yeah. were touting you know the open world trailer it was like if you see it, you can go explore it. You can go there. You can get there. And with through the use of the grapple hook. It's true. You can literally go just about anywhere. I don't even use vehicles. I just use the grapple. Really, I rarely do. Until I unlock the wasp, then maybe I'll use the wasp every so often. See, but... I, didn't even, I wasn't even thinking of infinite. Like, every game's a fucking open world. Even Halo's open world. No. Yeah, even yeah. Halo's no. open world Like, now. fucking 21st century bullshit. Could you call... Could you call... No. What? No, you no, couldn't. No, no, what? no, I was going to say, could you call Call of Duty Infinite? <laughs> Infinite Warfare, an open world game. Infinite Warfare. Have you played the campaign of that game? No. That was like the most unique campaign in which in between the set missions, you were let loose on the ship. You know, the spaceship that you were had command oh, of. right. And you could yeah. like walk around and, yeah, and go to all the different world worlds and then shit. pick it. Yeah, that's hub world yeah, shit. That's, that's fucking bullshit. But it was a very good game. Yeah. Was it? was it? a very good game. Okay. I... I, I Kevin, very Kevin Spacey? No, that's advanced. Oh. Talking infinite. Infinite work. Halo Infinite. Three Con Halo infinite. aspects. Wait, what? <laughs> I am so confused. Three aspects. Um, I would say immersion. In a, For me, immersion art-wise and um, so Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring, art direction and, and the sound and the, the ability to you know the type of environment you're in just by seeing and feeling your environment. I'd say that's that's one for me, definitely. I think variety is important. I was going to yes. say quality of exploration and interaction with the world, 
right? You don't, I don't want to walk into an area and like, oh, it looks, I can look and see, but there's nothing for me to do. There's nothing I can find out. Like it's, it's, if it's purely visual with no level of interaction, I find very little engagement in it. That's where my problem comes in with Destiny. Like as gorgeous as those sets are, as those worlds are, I, there's no reason to be looking around it. I feel like a lot of open world games lack, typically ones that take place in like cities, they lack memorable landmarks, mm. right? Like when I play Grand Theft Auto, there are so many things that stick out in my mind as like, I know where I am just by looking at yeah. this building. You know what I mean? Like I feel like in a lot of other games, like the buildings are all kind of samey and you really don't have a good sense of where you are in a given space without pulling up the map. I can navigate almost anywhere in Grand Theft Auto without even using the map. Hmm. Granted, I've been playing a game for like 10 yeah. years, so that helps. Right. But, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm by the I'm by the pay and spray, you know? So yeah, I I'm... know exactly how to get to the airport from the pay and spray without right. even like putting a waypoint What's up on the map. What's that like? Like knowing where you are and knowing how to get to the next... Well, you're talking about like just in human, general human consciousness, just like just general geographical a general navigation sense of direction. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, don't I, get it's it. nice. I find it amazing. I, I find it amazing that you can use a GPS and still get lost. Anywhere that road, from, like, you know, the here... GPS interprets it that way. I interpret it a different way. You know, Justin, you have a car that scrapes road, on a drive road. my driveway. You, so you should not be scrape on your driveway. <laughs> Your driveway's at like a fucking forty-five degree angle. I was sliding down it in the snow. <laughs> I was back. I was backing out of my driveway this morning, and I guess it was like too steep. So the rear view, um, the backup camera or the sensor picked up that there was something behind me. So it's when it yelling was just at like you. the ground, and it, <laughs> and it fucking auto braked. There's nothing behind me, but the car stopped itself. Ground, I just thought I was going to hit something. <laughs> That's amazing. Technology, man. Watchdogs. Watchdogs is right. Black Mirror. Cyberpunk. I guess uh, what I was getting at was depth within the world. Yeah. Not just surface level. There are many things I can see, but some level of interaction with the world, whether that's um, lots of mechanical things that I can do within the world or it reacts dynamically to me. It's or some combination of the two, is is is, a, is another core aspect that makes an open world good. Like Outer Wilds does that great. Everything set into that world has a purpose. Nothing is is vapid or surface level or unnecessary. Er, putting in things that have no purpose, I guess, would be like if if it serves nothing to the game other than to just add quote unquote content. It's yeah. like don't add it. Put something that it, it's better to have. Even if it's open world, it's better to have a, I guess, a more focused, smaller world um, that is really fleshed out than it is to have this vast open world, but it feels empty. Right. So where do you where do you stand on that? I feel like, do, do you think that there's like an upper bound? I'm not on, standing, I'm sitting. Uh, shut up. <laughs> do you think there's like an upper bound on how much detail or or attention to that kind of stuff should be placed on a world? Like take, take Red Dead Redemption 2, hmm. for example. Like that's a great example. It's oh, yeah. it's a great example because every every single thing in that world, like you interact with. There's no like just pressing a button and picking something up. It's like every interface, every menu is somehow 
actually physically interacted with. It's like, oh, you want to get something from your horse? It's intentional. There's an animation for you, mm. you know, going through the bags on your horse. Or if you want to take something out of the drawer, if you're looting a house, the guy's going to actually open the drawer and then actually pick up the items. Like there's an animation of him picking up all the items in the drawer. All all actions and mechanics are like actionable gameplay like real elements. Real things. Going to a general store, the the clerk slides you a book, and you flip through the pages of the book to see what he has in stock. Right. Like every single thing in that game, and grounds it. I guess grounds it. But I feel like I think that I feel can... like a complaint that people have sometimes is that it's like, is this just time wasting? Like, is this padding? That's what I personally would argue. That I I would lean more towards that depending on the game. Okay. So. As long as it's not slowing down your interaction, as long as it's not introducing hurdles. Exactly. So which like some do. Like as much as I love God of War 2018, if there's a bunch of things that are dropped on the floor, I have I have to go over and like pick it up and I have to watch Kratos bend down and pick it up. Mm-hmm. He does it pretty quick thankfully, but there are games where like the newest Horizon uh, Horizon Forbidden West, mm-hmm. it's like a full second animation. And if you're running through One an open world second it inter- it, if it's I know it, it, I know it doesn't sound like a it lot it builds up it, it builds, builds up, up when you do it like a hundred times over yeah. Like, yeah and it's like it's like alright do I like in Elden Ring I could be on my I don't have to get I was terrified that I have to get off the horse named Torrent <laughs> to pick shit up sometimes yeah and, and in, interrupt my my thing but I can literally just ride over the thing and pick it up and just keep going like I don't have there's, there's no stopping does it take away from the world in that instance no but if it was red dead redemption 2 i think your horse just juts out a thumb and just kind of picks it up right i think at that that point (laughs) i think it also depends on the context so like elder ring makes makes sense it shouldn't be a problem red dead redemption 2 there's more focus on those details i think it's important Mm -hmm. so i would lean more towards you know make it quicker rather than more fleshed out but find a balance that works with the gameplay loop and and the pacing mm-hmm. um if it was like i went to a clerk and i'm like hey um you got any you got any books like you got x any y or z and i gotta wait like 10 seconds for him to like <laughs> run to, to the back check the back room <laughs> yeah go go through the shelves and like come back out it's like just okay say, no we don't <laughs> yeah. Like that's that is unnecessary and and is a introducing a barrier for the player time barrier in that instance. But it's like, well, yeah, I want to feel like I'm living in the world, but there are some aspects of life that I don't want to experience, and I'm playing a video game because of that. I don't know. People play lawnmowers simulator. I I think one of the most important elements of an open world is, um, feeling immersed in it, feeling like you are an actual player in the not not a player a person in this world rather than just playing a video game and a huge element of that is character i think it's something that cyberpunk does really well it's something that red dead redemption 2 also does extremely well in those um those instances where you're just sitting around at the camp um in between missions and like there's sometimes you could just sit down at a campfire in that game and somebody will start singing and then literally everybody else in the camp will walk over and sit around the fire pit. And then literally for like two solid minutes, everybody's just like singing and dancing around the fire pit. And those are like some of my favorite parts of that entire game. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, go. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I wanted to just condense that. It's not just about you acknowledging the world and what's in it, but also the world acknowledging you. Yeah.
It's like the the Bobokins from uh, uh, Legend of Zelda <laughs> yeah. and Breath of the Wild. They just you, <laughs> go have fun with this. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or or they'll be sleeping and then all of a sudden they'll wake up and start dancing around the fire. True, true. But yeah, Love them. I don't know. Open every game is an open world game, for better or for worse. I think it's a good thing. I, I think, think I, I think developers just need to start learning from like. If I'm gonna call out, like Ubisoft needs to change up their formula. They need to start adopting newer ideas uh, for their open world games. Um, I mean, you know me. I like. I kind of like Far Cry. <laughs> I admit, I don't play it every year. Yeah. You know, I don't buy every installment. So when I do play it, it's like fresh, just in the yeah. sense that I haven't touched it in a yeah, num- yeah. number of years. But they, they, they do. It is a lot of copy and paste kind of yeah. stuff. So I get it. Which isn't which isn't bad. I just think there there's an upper bound to how much copy pasting you can do. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. Yeah. No. The wheel. It's, no. But make something that's adding, contributing something more than you did last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, but is it, if anybody does anybody have anything else closing to? Everybody needs to, to play Elden Ring. I'm go, I gotta play Elden Ring. I'm, I'm like, I have a new opening. Welcome to room thirteen. <laughs> 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 well on that note on that note thank, thank you all for joining us in on this room bombshell. and on that bomb oh wait we need a bombshell to end on no we, we don't always do. i think no. we do no I think we, we do no could just be fine with life being okay life is not okay <laughs> playing elden ring it's pretty good other than elden ring i have nothing <laughs> stairs are right there <laughs> Well, on that bombshell, thank you everybody for joining. Have a great night. We'll Uh, see you guys in the next room. Good night. Yeah. Yeah.